Hi, my name is Kateri Dillon, and I'm a graduate student in the English Department of the University of Dayton, concentrating on TESOL, teaching English for speakers of other languages. Thank you so much for volunteering as a tutor. We could not do this program without you. And I hope this podcast can offer some helpful ways of thinking about language teaching and some practical tips throughout your time as a tutor with us. So for our first episode today, we'll be thinking about language as connection. So a lot of how we understand language today has to do with a French researcher from the 1800s named Francois Guay. And Guay had this idea that he was going to learn German by going to Germany and locking himself in a room by himself and memorizing an entire grammar book in German. So he did this, and then he went to test his abilities in a local college and found that he could not understand a single word of what was being said. So he went back to his isolation room. This time he memorized 30,000 vocabulary words from a German dictionary. He went back out, and again, he could understand very little of what was being said. So after a year of this kind of testing, he was disappointed, unsuccessful, and went back to France. And he was greeted by his three-year-old nephew, who, in the time he had been gone, had gone from not being able to speak much French at all to speaking in complete sentences in French. So this really changed Guay's understanding of how language learning worked. He realized that it could not be all about memorization, that it had to be interactive within a context, and that he had a lot to learn from his three-year-old nephew. So this relates to what a lot of linguists today call sociocultural theory, which is basically the idea that we can't understand a language as this individual cognitive ability to memorize grammar and spit out vocabulary words. By its definition, language is interactive. Language is communication. It's about making connections. So as we're doing some grammar and some vocabulary instruction, it's also important just to be engaging in conversation and encouraging our learners. So this is good news. Uh, to be a tutor, you definitely do not have to be a linguist. You don't have to remember what the past progressive tense of a verb is. I'll be around if you do have some grammar questions here and there. But for the most part, just by being able to build a relationship with your student, by providing um, a trusting context where they can take risks and engage in conversation and learn more, not just about individual conversations, but the broader culture um, can do so much to allow people to engage, to participate in their communities more deeply. Um, I have some feedback from some language learners in a very similar program um, from a study that was done recently. This was a program also offered to adults in a church-based setting. So one of the learners there talked about how her English abilities allowed her to connect better with her children. So she says, I used to feel kids and me living in two different worlds, my Spanish world and their English world. I know nothing about Halloween or Thanksgiving holidays. Kids learn these at school, but they cannot explain them to me in Spanish. I experienced these holidays in my ESL class. Now I can share the things with them. So this shows how important it can be just to talk about things you do in your everyday lives that might seem really simple. Um, those can do a lot to build a bridge with adult language learners and their children, and that can have huge impacts on their relationship with their children 
um, in each phase of their lives as they get older. So yeah, lots of long-term implications there. Another way that language skills and positive relationships with native English speakers like you uh, can empower adults is by allowing them to navigate challenges with more resources and more tools. So here's another quote from a different language learner in that same church-based program. So this learner said, my daughter was bullied by some children at school. They called her, you are bad, Latino. I talked to her teacher and the director. They did nothing. It is not right. My ESL teacher called the school. We feel we are not alone. We have more people carrying us. She is willing to help us. She teaches me to make a phone call or write a letter in dealing with it. Literacy survives us. So I think these quotes are both very important and I hope that they can give you a little bit of a glimpse into the kinds of impact you might be able to make over time as you build a relationship with your student and really engage with them. And please know that throughout the whole process, I'll be around to support you. Um, so thank you for listening to this first episode and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. For this podcast, I referenced several resources including an article called What Do Second Language Speakers Really Need for Real-World Interaction? A Needs Analysis of L2 Chinese Interactional Competence by D.W. Dai. I also referenced an article called Church-Based ESL Adult Programs, Social Mediators for Empowering Family Literacy Ecology of Community by Chow and Montero. I referenced a book called Teaching by Principles, an Interactive Approach to Language Pedagogy by Douglas Brown and He Young Lee. And lastly, I referenced um, a different book called Teaching Adult English Language Learners, a Practical Introduction by Betsy Parrish. Thanks so much, and I look forward to talking with you on the next podcast.